Hello, and welcome to Law School Dreamer's Diary, where I take you on my journey from paralegal to lawyerhood, all the while sharing my tips and insights that I have learned along the way. I have some exciting news to report since my first podcast. I have been offered an acceptance to a third law school with, again, a full tuition scholarship. I'm delighted to be in the position which I find myself, but this certainly complicates the decision-making process. So as promised, this second podcast will review the law school application materials, such as the personal statement, letter of recommendation, resume, diversity statements, and amendments. I will share my experience with drafting, redrafting, and obsessing over each element of the application, as well as some tips I have acquired along the way. By now, you have registered online with the Law School Admissions Council, www.lsac.org, and if you're beginning the application process at or shortly after September, which, by the way, is recommended by all law school consultants, you will have access to most of the law school's applications, which go live on September 1. For those of you who have not yet heard why applying early is so essential to success in the law school application process, allow me to share some wisdom. Most law schools review applications on a rolling basis, which means as soon as the school receives enough applications that merit sending files to members of their admissions committee, those files are reviewed and decisions are sent. This results not only in quicker decision being mailed, but also scholarship money is assigned on a first-come, first-served basis. In other words, the first applicants who meet the standards for a particular scholarship are offered the award, and once those scholarships run out, they are gone. This may result in an applicant with a lower LSAT score receiving a full tuition scholarship, and then a month later, when an applicant with a much higher LSAT score applies, there is no longer any scholarship money available to offer that applicant. This was exactly the case in my application cycle. For most of my applications, I applied within the first week that school's application went live on the LSAC website. However, I want to stress that I had all of my application materials ready to go in plenty of time, which allowed me to do this. It is not worth submitting an application early if it means throwing something together that does not reflect the applicant's best work. I repeat, it is better to submit a flawless application than to submit a lackluster application early in the application cycle. And what does early mean? Um, Of the law school admission staff that I have spoken to, early usually means before Thanksgiving, though most law schools begin reviewing applications in the middle of October. So I submitted two applications on October 1st and received responses in the second week of November. Um, That said, to submit all of your materials by October 1st, you will need to begin gathering all of the required materials much sooner than that. Uh, My timeline went something like this. Um, In June, I began thinking about how I wanted to frame my application materials. In other words, if I had 10 minutes to sit down with each admissions council member that was going to decide my fate with that law school, what would I want them to know? What sort of impression did I want to make? One way of doing this is to make an outline of everything that you want to convey. This can later serve as a checklist. Not everything in this outline has to go into the personal statement or diversity statement. Some items may fit more neatly into a resume. Other items, which need further explaining, should go into a statement. In July, you should begin drafting personal statement and the resume. 
um, you should already, as far as the resume goes, you should already have a pretty good idea of what you want to include and what you have already accomplished. So it's a matter of just kind of putting it down on paper and formatting it the way that you want it to uh, look very professional. Um, in August, you should have two to three trusted and respected individuals who will give you honest, hard feedback and review your materials and make revisions as needed to your personal statement and diversity statement. In the end of August, contact three to four letter of recommendation writers to ask if they would have the time and would feel comfortable writing a strong letter of recommendation in support of your admittance to law school. This step is both to give the letter of recommendation writer a heads up that you will be providing materials to them in the near future and also to gauge interest and sincerity among potential writers to determine whether any of the letter writers have any reservations about writing a strong or good letter. Um, late August, beginning of September, you should have your personal statement, resume, perhaps your diversity statement, and any amendments to your application. For example, an LSAT or GPA addendum. Um, you should have those finalized late August, beginning of September. Now, once you have them finished, you want to place one copy of each in a folder which you will give to each of your letter of recommendation writers. Write a cover letter to place on top of all of those materials in the folder which will thank your letter writer for taking the time to demonstrate their support of your candidacy and include a bulleted point list of characteristics or traits that you hope that they will address in their letter. Remember, a letter of recommendation helps frame you as an applicant. Also include a self-addressed stamped envelope for mailing, to, mailing the letter to the LSAC, as well as the LSAC official form that you had to generate on the website which must accompany your recommender's letter. Make it clear in your cover letter that your recommender's letter must be submitted no later than the second or third week in September. It typically takes the LSAC about a week to 10 days to process a letter of recommendation, so this will still put you in good shape for applying around the first week of October. I previously mentioned LSAT and GPA addendums. These are optional addendums which typically are only included in the application materials if something in your application will raise a question. For example, if you had one particularly bad semester in undergrad and an admissions committee person would want to ask you what happened here, then you should write an addendum explaining whatever extenuating circumstance caused your grade to drop. One thing I heard over and over again in the various books I read and from discussions with admissions staff is that addendums are not a time for excuses. The admissions committee wants to see you own and take responsibility for whatever lackluster element is in your application, but they also want you to explain any questions that may be raised. Otherwise, an admissions committee member is left to wonder and guess what may have caused whatever minor flaw in your application. Additionally, I want to stress that you shouldn't underestimate the time it takes to draft all of these materials that are required. For example, I rewrote my personal statement twice. The first version I wrote that I thought um, was what admissions committee members would want to would want me to write. Um, but then, when I was done with it, I didn't feel like it was me. I literally read it and felt almost embarrassed that if I submitted this and then later they um, met me or I had the opportunity to meet an admissions committee person who read my statement, that I would feel like I had to almost conform to something other than who I really am in order to remain consistent. So I started all over from scratch and was very pleased with my more honest and sincere version of my personal statement. 
So once I had my second version, I felt confident and happy with 90% of it. The other 10% I revised to make it flow a little better. I read it out loud several times to see how it sounded to be sure I was conveying everything the way I intended. One word of caution though, don't over obsess about sounding smart. I made the mistake of changing one word or another just for the sake of using a more studious word. And that's just ridiculous and time consuming. Plus it didn't sound like me. It wasn't words that I would normally use in my everyday diction. Also, with regard to a diversity statement, during a law school visit, I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with the assistant director of admissions. She told me that everyone has diversity. It doesn't necessarily have to fall within the confines of race, sexual orienta orientation, or socioeconomic background. She said that this is your opportunity to show us why you are unique and everyone truly is unique. You see, admissions committees are looking to admit a wide array of students who can contribute to the classroom experience with many different perspectives and views. So how you fit into that class matters, and by making it easy for the admissions committee to determine where you fall, you're helping yourself get admitted. One final note. Some law schools will allow you to submit a so-called optional YX School of Law essay. This is a way for admissions committee members to see how serious and maybe even how passionate you are about attending their school. This also is a way for you to demonstrate your knowledge about the school and whether you have taken the time to research all that school has to offer. In a way, this optional essay is more like a required essay because schools are looking for this. Don't just assume that the fact you're applying to a particular school is enough to show that you are interested. Sadly, a lot of law school applicants take advantage of fee waivers extended by law schools as a way to entice you to apply. Schools do this because the ratio between how many applications they receive versus how many offers they extend versus how many students matriculate affects their U.S. News and World Report rankings. So schools have an incentive to try to attract as many applications as possible and then only extend offers to applicants they are sure will attend if granted an acceptance offer. Thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email at lawschooldreamer at gmail.com. My next podcast, I will talk about the importance of networking as a pre-law student and law school applicant. I hope that this was helpful to you and that you will consider tuning in to future podcasts.